I'm so happy to be here with you today. I was here 12 years ago. Where have you been for the last 12 years? <laughs> I'm going no, I've actually been back a few times, but it's the first time I can actually speak to you. And you know, Jesus is so important in my life. I I don't know where I'd be without Jesus. And I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> but I go to read you from the Bible. In fact, when I was here 12 years ago, a, a businessman made a film about me. Because I was the most famous Bible smuggler. <laughs> so I'm a professional criminal. <laughs> but uh, I was bringing, every time I came, I brought two tons of Bibles. God gave me a travel company. And I converted one of the buses. And in for 12 years under communism, the torment is communism Every time I came, Five thousand Bibles. Twelve thousand New Testaments. And up to a hundred thousand Gospels. <laughs> but are you going to read to you from the Bible? A very simple story, Mark's Gospel, chapter 2. Jesus entered into a house in Capernaum. The news spread. People filled the house. So when Four men wanted to bring a cripple. They couldn't get in through the door. They had to tear the roof off. By Friday, so many people were becoming here, you'll have to take the roof off. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> and so they laid this crippled man on the floor. <laughs> and Jesus said something unusual. 
da ieso ragats utsnaurobas ambobs he didn't say be healed. Now these four guys, they thought that Jesus was going to heal him. He said, cheer up. Stop being miserable. And if Jesus were here right now, that's what he'd be saying to you. Rejoice! Rejoice! Why? Well, because Jesus said your sin is forgiven. Don't you know that's the greatest miracle? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Oh, but I'm afraid the religious leaders were a bit angry with him. They didn't recognize who Jesus was. And when Jesus said, your sin is forgiven, they began to argue. Who can forgive sins? Only God can forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. I wish somebody would tell Mr. Putin. <laughs> Only God can forgive sins. And then he said to the sick man, Get up. Walk. And he picked up his bed. And he walked. But you see, I want you to understand the power of prayer. The power that Jesus has. You see, I gave my life to Jesus when I was eight years old. Mervats lis baushuvi kavirodesats gadats koti leba mi vigero chemits khoreba Christes ekutnis. I was a child during the German war. Me baushuvi kavirodesats me orem soplio mi daitsko. I was eight years old when it started. Mervats lis kavirodesats daitsko me orem soplio mi. I was about fourteen years old when it finished. Hotkhmeti lis kavirodesats dasrul daomi. I lived through it. I was in London. London and the houses were destroyed. When I went to school in the morning, I had to see how many boys were missing. Twice my home was very badly damaged. But you see, we prayed. We were a praying family. And my mother, pleading, Oh God, don't let us die. But you know what I was praying? I was a boy. It was exciting. 
I wasn't saying, oh God, save us. I was saying, oh God, send the power of the Holy Spirit. Send the power of God. And I spent those war years praying that God would send his power. And today there are many churches. Some of my friends, the biggest churches in London. They're right where I was praying. But you know, I'm not just an evangelist. I love talking to young people. Because I'm just an adventurer. I've had far more adventure than any other evangelist. Why did I end up coming here? In 1961, I was 29 years old. And I heard there was a big conference in Jerusalem. Jerusalem, and they were going to be there on the day of Pentecost. I said, oh God, I need more power. I need more blessing. I've got to be there. But I didn't have any money. I couldn't buy the air ticket. So what could I do? Well, I said, with God, nothing is impossible. I'll get in my car. And I'll drive by road. Uh-huh. But everybody said, you're crazy. Nobody goes by road. You've got to go behind this iron curtain. They'll put you in prison. You've got to go thousand kilometers across Turkey. They'll kill you. You've got to go through Syria. If they know you're going to Israel, they'll shoot you. Everybody said it's impossible. And I learned one of the biggest lessons of my life. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. Amen. Amen. Our God is the God of the impossible. You know what's happening in Ukraine? I'll tell you the big miracle in the Ukraine. 
we've got, I've got my Ukrainian representative here. Where is Vadim? Vadimit Sakaris, Ukraine, Litsaromadgeneli. He's here. And I'll tell you something. We gather together in Ukraine every single denomination. I even spoke to the Pope. I said, we can get more religious Christian groups together than you can. The Pope's by the time, that was in July this year. By the time I'd finished, he asked me to pray for him. Oh, praise God. But you see what happened. I went to Jerusalem. I was the first person in the world to do the impossible and go by car. I was on television. I got a medal from the government. But everybody wanted to go. But I'd learned the first lesson. With God, nothing is impossible. When you know God, I want you to know his power. So I started traveling behind the Iron Curtain. Three years later, I had throat cancer. Everybody looked at me. You die. I went to the hospital. You've got one of the most dangerous cancers. You've got throat cancer. I said to the doctors, I don't need you. I've got a better doctor than you. I said, Jesus is my friend. So I prayed. I prayed for three months. At the end of three months, I said, I'm going back to the doctors. And I'll tell them, God works bigger miracles than you. But the doctors looked at me. They said, there is no God. Why do you pray? Do you know what they told me? They said, your cancer now is so big. Unless we operate immediately, you die. That was on the Friday. They were waiting till Monday. 
Doctors don't work Saturday and Sunday. Rato mitsit Shabbat kuras arav mushaobto. Ekime be armushaoben Shabbat kuras. God does. Marav gmerti mushaobs Shabbat kuraso. So what did I pray? Da tsaavedi sakhshida ise uvilotse. All day Saturday. Shabbati vilotse. Oh God, da chemilotse ze ego gmerto. Heal me. Gan kurne. I'm gonna die. Tore mokdebi. Nothing happened. Ara pertsar mokta. On Sunday, I prayed the most dangerous prayer of my life. I prayed dangerous prayer. I said, Oh God, this is a crisis. Do I stay in England? Or do I go to the Soviet Union? Well, I said, Lord, I said, Lord, if you want me to stay in England, don't heal me. Uh -huh. I said, don't heal me. And I'll go to the doctors tomorrow. And I'll tell him, you couldn't do it. But I said, Lord, if you want me to leave my family, I was married. Three children. I said, if you want me to leave my family, this was 1964. Uh -huh. I said, if you want me to go to Russia, heal me. I need a miracle. I went to the Bible. And God spoke to me. And I believe he said he would heal me. But I had to ask the doctors to look three times at my throat. Two times. They'd see the cancer. The third time. It would be a miracle. I went to those doctors. Not one, three of them. We've got a Christian here. He believes in a God of miracles. They put the instruments down. Endoscopy. Yes. They pulled them out. They put them down the second time. They pulled them out. Remember, it was these doctors 
Two days before, there's no God. Your cancer is so big. We're the only people who can save your life. They put them down roughly the third time. They pulled them out. And they turned to me. And they were angry. They said, who did it? Who did it? Tell us the name of the doctor. Tell us which hospital. I said, my doctor, his name is Jesus, and he doesn't need a hospital. But I'll tell you how the big the miracle is. They said the cancer has not disappeared. They said somebody has cut it out and they've left the scar tissue so we can see the evidence of the operation. Literally, God's own hand God's own hand and these ungodly unbelieving doctors they saw the evidence of God's power. Well, there was only one thing for me. I said goodbye to my church. I said goodbye to my wife. Only for a short period. I was going back home all the time. And I began the work. I was working with the underground church. I was smuggling these tens, hundreds of thousands of Bibles. What happened? After 12 years, I got arrested and put in prison. So now I was in a communist prison. Now, I don't need to describe to you what communist prisons are like. I can tell you this. I learned to love those men. My best friend was a murderer. I was with every kind of criminal. Drug smugglers. 
My God will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful promise. When you are committed to and support the gospel, then stand on this promise that when you give to the extension of the kingdom, God will supply all your need. Jesus called it giving and receiving. This year God has given us wonderful opportunities to preach the gospel in Armenia, Georgia and Poland. And we continue to support Ukraine by distributing humanitarian and spiritual aid. For 12 months, our staff have helped the displaced, vulnerable and injured, supplying food and medicines. To make a donation, visit eurovision.org.uk forward slash donation. Strength for now and for eternity. David will guide you through the Apostle Paul's letters to the Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. David has written this book to strengthen your faith at a time when everything around us is being shaken. Join David as he delves deep into the truths of the Bible. Order David's book, A Firm Foundation, by visiting our website, eurovision.org.uk forward slash 
shop. We would like to give you a free gift. David Hathaway's Prophetic Vision magazine is available free of charge. All you need to do is ask for it. This faith-building resource will show you the path to revival in your life and ministry. To receive this free magazine, visit eurovision.org.uk forward slash magazine.